0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein.
1: Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. I'm delighted to have Mike Reed, Director of Blockchain Program Office at Intel in the studio with me. Welcome.
0: Hey, thanks so much for having me, Allison. It's great to be here.
1: So this is your first time on Chip Chat. So let's just get started with an introduction of your role at Intel and how it relates to delivery of blockchain in the industry.
0: I work in the software and solutions group at Intel, and I manage our blockchain program in that group. And our role in the industry is really to make blockchains better. And we generally make blockchains better by aligning them with Intel technologies.
1: Let's start with blockchain. It's been a topic that is as hot as anything in the tech sector right now. Tell me what it is, where it started, and where you see it intersecting with business.
0: Blockchain started back in 2009 with the emergence of Bitcoin. And sort of the magic of Bitcoin that still holds true today in many blockchain technologies is that it allowed people to exchange value over the internet without having to trust each other. If you think about your financial transactions that you make today... Generally, when you make a financial transaction, there's some intermediary sitting between you and the other person or party that you're making an exchange with. If I buy groceries at a retail store and pay with a credit card, there are a bunch of banks and a Visa network between you and that grocery store to make sure that the value gets exchanged, even though that grocer may not know who I am as I walk out the door. And that all works fine, and we trust that it works fine, and it's managed by intermediaries. What Bitcoin did is it said, I can establish programmatic trust between two parties. And by establishing programmatic trust, I can allow them to exchange value across something as anonymous as the Internet. And those two parties don't have to trust each other. The programming technology in the middle will create that trust. And then by doing so, it allows you to settle transactions faster and to eliminate the cost and burden the overhead of the intermediary.
1: Now, this on First Blush is extremely promising. But right after you think about it, you start thinking about all of the potential challenges with delivering this in a secure fashion so that people can actually trust that a blockchain is not being hacked, is not being taken advantage of by nefarious mechanisms. What is the technology behind ensuring a secure transfer?
0: You can think of a blockchain as a database with a couple of extra features. And those extra features are what really allow you to trust the other party and know that you're going to get the asset that you're trying to exchange. One feature is the ability to programmatically scan the origin of the asset that you're trying to exchange. So in the case of Bitcoin, if it's a Bitcoin that I'm exchanging with you over the internet, you can programmatically look at that asset and know that I am the rightful owner of that asset because you can look back to all the trades that happened for that asset previously on the Bitcoin network and know that it's arrived at me in my Bitcoin wallet and it's available for trading. Then to know that you're going to get access to that Bitcoin, we have a private key, public key exchange that happens between us. So we're now doing a cryptographic exchange where the keys and that cryptography takes care of moving the asset from me to you. So now you have possession of that asset and can trade it with the next person on the network. So it's really that programmatic trace of the provenance of an asset plus the cryptographic exchange that sort of enables this trust of asset exchange in Bitcoin or in enterprise blockchains as well.
1: So who are the primary drivers of this technology in the industry as well as the user space of those companies seeing this as a business opportunity.
0: Well, I've mentioned a couple of different drivers today in that Bitcoin is where it all started. That's a public forum that's open to anyone. As you look over into the business space, though, there are a number of players that you might look at for traditional IT innovation. Intel is certainly one of them. We have Xeon scalable processors that make those cryptographic exchange happen better, more securely, and faster. Microsoft is another one. They are participating in the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, which is an organization missioned at bringing a public blockchain that's meant for cryptocurrency and Ethereum over to an enterprise permission network that can be used for any corporation. And Microsoft has also announced an infrastructure called the Coco Framework that runs on Azure or other cloud services and can make it easy for blockchain developers to bring their blockchain solutions into the cloud. There are a number of other players that are critical to bringing this forward as well. The Linux Foundation has started an initiative, in fact, started one about three years ago called Hyperledger. And Hyperledger has in it members like Intel and IBM who are building blockchain solutions that are built from the ground up for enterprise deployment of blockchains. That's an open source organization
1: as well. Now, Intel has obviously been a huge participant here, made a lot of news around collaborations and technology delivery. Tell me Intel's perspective on blockchain and how we are investing both from a standpoint of our own products and our work with the industry to deliver on its value proposition? We're doing
0: a few things. We're building open source software. And so we're members of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance and the Linux Foundation's Hyperledger. And the shared mission in both of those groups is to build open source software that can be adopted by corporations who want to deploy their own blockchains for their own industries. We're also delivering silicon technology that helps make blockchains better. An example of that would be Intel SGX. Intel SGX is a secure enclave or a trusted execution environment in our silicon processors that allow you to enhance the privacy, the security, and the scalability of your blockchain deployments. And so, of course, we're taking advantage of that in the open source software that we're building And then finally, we're also advancing our cryptographic capabilities in our processors in general. So our latest Xeon Scalable processors illustrate that through efficiencies in AES&I that was uh, delivered with our latest Xeon Scalable processors. And AVX 512, AES&I makes that encryption exchange happen faster for blockchains And AVX-512 helps make hashing more secure and faster, and hashing is used to organize blockchains or build blockchains, basically.
1: When you look at the investment that Intel is making here, how are you seeing where we are in terms of the adoption curve, and where will Intel place its efforts moving forward to help drive this technology more broadly?
0: It's early in blockchain deployments today. This is an emerging technology, but things are moving quickly. And if you think of Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency that looked like it had no use for corporations, that just introduced in 2009. In 2015, the Hyperledger organization was formed within the Linux Foundation, and that was the first big industry push to say, hey, blockchains are going to happen for enterprises, not just for consumers exchanging cryptocurrency. If you look where we are today, you have real solutions coming to market today. Now we have R3 who has introduced a solution for their banking consortium of 90 of the largest banks in the world who will build their own blockchain exchange. And they have introduced their first version of their software called Corda that was introduced in October of this year. And that will get banks started in exchanging assets amongst them. And if you look at Microsoft, they just announced their COCO framework in August of this year and have plans to deliver COCO on Azure in the middle of 2018. Where we will go in the future, that's, of course, hard to predict, but Intel is pushing for more open source solutions to allow corporations to adopt more rapidly, we continue to evolve our silicon technology, including Intel SGX and Xeon scalable processors, to make blockchains work better once they're deployed. And of course, we're enabling those technologies within blockchain solutions to make it easier for the ecosystem as a whole to adopt blockchains as quickly as is practical for their business.
1: Why is open source collaboration so critical here? And How do you see it shaping um, the future?
0: There's power in numbers, bringing multiple parties who have a variety of perspectives to solve a problem often gets that problem addressed better and faster than an individual company might be able to do on their own. In the blockchain space, you find that perhaps to be even more critical Because if you think about what you're doing with a blockchain to make it useful, you really need multiple parties to come together on a single deployment to start exchanging the assets that are important to their business. If I'm going to deploy a supply chain solution, for instance, that supply chain solution really becomes much more interesting when I get multiple suppliers on that solution, and it becomes incredibly interesting when you get multiple suppliers across multiple segments on that solution the more people you can bring in to collaborate on solving a problem, the more likely you are to address that problem in a way that's interesting to multiple parties and draws the collaborative deployment that's essential to make blockchain useful.
1: Fantastic. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm sure that folks want to find out more. Where would you send them for more information and to stay in touch with the Intel team on this journey?
0: On intel.com, we have multiple links for Xeon scalable processors and for our work on hyperledger Sawtooth, and for our work on Intel
1: SGX. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. We can't wait to have you back soon to hear the latest on what's going on with blockchain.
0: Thanks again for having me, Allison. It's been great to talk to you